and we're live. And this is where the music would go if I'd ported it over from last season. <laughs> but I didn't. Is it at least playing for people who listen to the podcast or are they not getting music No, this at is all? what they're hearing. They're, they're, hearing they're right not now. hearing music at all. No. Sorry. We are half half yep. this season. But if you're shocked, that's your problem. <laughs> We are the Williams of podcasts. Oh, it took me a second to get that. How sad is that? <laughs> My first thought was like, like Serena and Vin- Venus. Williams? It, Those are pretty awesome. But oh wait, you're talking about a different it took Williams. Them, it took them a wi- <laughs> it took them a second to get around the. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome wow. to that's P one, the podcast for people who got into Formula One. From Drive to Survive, I'm Ryan. I'm Sarah. And we aren't going to talk to you about old races because we don't care about those either. And we just care about the Drive to Survive era and primarily the 2023 season that has kicked off. And we are talking this week about Bahrain. Yeah, first race done. Kicked off the season with a slight thing. Yeah. It, I think, had some moments, but not a ton of them. Mm-mm. It's one of the few times I think we have back, to thank though. Alonzo. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely something we need to talk about is Aston Martin. We need to talk about Aston Martin. We need to talk about Aston Martin. We'll start there. All right, let's talk about them. Well, first, let's just say um, send us emails if you have any questions or comments. Okay. Um, if you just really hate these cold opens and you really Don't need me to take the 10 know. minutes to do to find the music again and put it on the SD card just let me know but if you don't if you like the cold opens if you think they're funny and part of our kitsch let us know that uh email us at that's p1 at, that's p1 podcast at gmail.com <laughs> it's been a minute uh or tweet at us at that's p1 podcast on twitter that's um, all we have. That's all we got. We don't have any other 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 things. So Aston Martin. Yeah, let's talk about it. I. <laughs> all right. Let's just get let's get Stroll out of the way. Okay. I I said it on the last podcast. I questioned whether he should be actually driving or not because he was injured, and I am really big on being cautious and safe. And I thought it was stupid to force yourself to drive and possibly risk getting hurt worse. Yeah. But he did it. And I think he did okay. Yeah, P8. That's... Yeah. I don't think he's going to be amazing. I think he's going to be like Valtteri compared to uh Lewis a few years ago mm-hmm. when Lewis was always up front and doing awesome and Valtteri was like, are you in the same car? I, I think that's, it's going to be similar. He's I, not a bad driver. He just doesn't have the talent that Alonso has. He's I not think. Mazepin in that he doesn't deserve to be in Formula One. He's just, of the people who deserve to be there and are good enough to be there in the car, he's not good. But yeah, I think we saw that's why he pushed himself so hard to come back because he did not want Felipe Drugovich getting a race in that car. Yeah, 
Because he didn't want whispers Correct. the rest of the season. But he did well. He did I'm so not much his biggest fan, so I can say he did well. Yep. Almost took... That will be interesting to see how he does throughout the season. He almost gave them a double DNF and into... What's that? Turn four, maybe? Where he hit Alonzo. Oh, yeah. Did they ever tell Alonzo who it was? They did after the race. <laughs> they were very smart to and not he's tell like, him. I got hit. Somebody hit me. I don't know who. And they're like, yeah, we're going to check. We're looking. We're not sure who hit you. We'll figure it out. That was funny. Yeah, that's... Ooh. That could be a very spicy relationship, I think. Yeah. Because that... That then set, as we transitioned talking about Alonzo, that set him back some spots mm-hmm. because he lost at least one position out of getting hit and having to sort of fishtail mm-hmm. that if he'd had a cleaner race, I don't think he would have gotten more than third, but he could have been in third completely on merit. Sooner, yeah. Oh, he he did a really well, good job. Mm-hmm. He... A really well, good job. Sorry, I was starting to say well, and then we're, I changed we're gonna, it. We're going to put that on a shirt. No, you will not. Absolutely no. We were. We're not. Um. See, now I lost what I was saying. Awkward. I'm just glaring at it now. Yeah. It's not pretty. It, he did... I think this is one of the drives that people who are big Alonzo fans will point to as saying, this is why we say he's so great. Yeah. Yeah. Because you and I have openly wondered. We just haven't seen it. the deal? But he did a good job. Hmm? It was, I'm worried he's going to end up being too aggressive in some races and cause crashes. Because he is very aggressive sometimes. He was in some of those complexes going into 10 and then mm-hmm. into, I think it's four up at the top of the hill after that second DRS zone, he's trying here. Oh, that's not going to work. And then trying a different line almost in the same corner. Yeah. Which it's amazing that the car can do that, but there may come a time when it can't do exactly what he thinks it can do. Mm-hmm. And switching back is just going to clip mm-hmm. somebody. Yeah. But Today or Today, in this it worked, race, it, it worked out well. And I mean, it's only the first race, so hard to tell. But that car's Aston fast. Martin seems to be set up to do well this season and to compete with the big boys, hmm? basically. Which has been Daddy Stroll's goal this yeah. whole time. I want to. I want to be at the cool kid table. I'm spending a ton of money to do it. He finally gets a seat, and you know, I'll say, hey, this is. Not quite the carbon copy as their green Red Bull was. I think it was Barcelona last year that it was pretty much a copy and paste. And this, but this is very, it's very close. This is very similar, (laughs) but nothing nefarious. They just bought Adrian Newey's number two person and said, You come be our Adrian Newey. And he's like, Great. And I don't have any problem with that because that's what you ought to do. That's fine. Yeah. And, you know, Checo was funny on the podium saying it's great <laughs> to have three Red Bulls here on the that podium. That was really funny. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to be as good as the Red Bull, but 
they've done mm-hmm. what they needed mm-hmm. to make their car fast. And I think it do, it did this with Red Bull, but the way the Bahrain is weird with uh, the track abrasiveness and how you have to set up your car for it, it kind of accentuated Red Bull's strengths to everyone else's weaknesses. So I don't think that either of those two cars are as fast versus everybody else as they were okay. in Bahrain. But I think Aston Martin is going to be a problem for the next few teams we talk about. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because they are crashing the party. Yes, they are. And I think Alonzo would be all too quick to crash, literally crash other cars to get what he wants. Yeah. Yeah, he will. And, and he's not the first driver to be aggressive. Like, they've all been like that. So I'm not calling him out. No. But, but I think he will just be like, get out of my way and then yell and scream. And Could we make a really spicy season? Mm-hmm. He, he could be. It wouldn't shock me if we have a few races like this one where watching Alonzo is the interesting part. Yeah. And the rest of it, we aren't really interested in the winning (laughs) because it's Max or Checo up front. Everything else is kind of okay. So with that, do you want to go into Red Bull? Not briefly. Yeah, let's go into Red Bull. They're not. I don't want to talk about Red Bull much, but. I don't, the, what everybody's talking about is, oh my God, this is going to be another boring season where one team just dominates and everything else. I don't know. It could be. But I think we have a really interesting midfield then. Even if Red Bull just runs away with the season, I think everybody else has some really good competition and are close and could be really interesting. In 2020 at least in the drive to survive era is the fear. Yeah. Cause that was a Mercedes walk. Yeah. And I, I don't think we're going to get there, but like you said, if we do 2023 has a much more interesting midfield and even the bottom end of the big teams. Cause I think we're gonna have to start yeah. adjusting how we define that, but down mm-hmm. the order is more interesting than 2020 was. I agree. So, yeah, Red Bull may win every race. I don't think so. But if they do, they'll be more interesting than they were when Mercedes won, I think, all but three. I agree. And that Red Bull's fast. Yep, it's fast. We don't know how fast because this is a weird track. But then also, pretty quickly, they pretty obviously just said, don't break the cars. And they just settled into the plan once Checo passed Leclerc mm-hmm. and well, this was the race that they wanted last year. This was the start that they wanted. Mm-hmm. One and two—that's what they wanted last year, and they ended up with two DNFs. So they ended up with a one-two. <laughs> they were <laughs> on probably the side yeah. Of the road. So this one, they were probably just thrilled of, "Hey, look, we did it! This is what we wanted to do. This mm-hmm. is how we wanted to start the season." Now, if they can continue it, I mean, who knows? That's what we're gonna, we're going to find out, but. They had the start they wanted. And it, it looks good on tire deg, which mm-hmm. I think is why when Checo lost to Leclerc early, they just said, don't worry about it. Don't 
don't really even try messing with your tires because we're just going to go long so we can make the soft, soft, hard work and you're going to get him and it's going to be fine. And it it was a very anticlimactic pass. It looked like a blue flag type situation. (laughs) And then he and Max just settled in and we were watching the the timing chart and uh, he was doing very similar lap times to Verstappen. Mm-hmm. sometimes faster, sometimes slower, but pretty much their race pace once they were one, two was about the same, yeah. which tells me they, they were just driving even. to a time. Yeah. But it does give hope that maybe this car's not completely to Verstappen's liking yet, which if it's to his liking, yeah, we nobody know how else could drive yeah. it. Yeah. It always starts off more in the same and yeah. a few months in, it will be leaning toward him. But they seem to be running on all cylinders, which is going to be a problem for teams like who do we want to talk about next? Let's talk about Ferrari. Oh man. So I have a theory. I think Ferrari is turning Leclerc into sad Seb. Who some would say got turned into sad Seb like Alonzo got turned into sad Alonzo. Yeah. We're seeing a pattern here of really good drivers go to Ferrari and then they get the life sucked out of them. And they spend several years frustrated, not winning, hating it, and then they go somewhere else. So yeah. I'm wondering how long Leclerc stays. Or when he just says, F you, I'm out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see signs leaving. Signs is sort of like Checo. And then yeah. he's like, this and is a great has been around longer me. that he's like, oh, okay, this is where I I'm finally this. getting my wins. But Leclerc is young. Well, he was young. He's beginning to be the mid guy. So he may be going, crap, my young years are leaving me. Before I know it, I'm going to be the old guy on here and I haven't won. Yeah, his. So that's my theory, which means I'm probably absolutely wrong. So his contract, this is really interesting. Okay. He signed through the 24 season. Interesting. So he has this season and next season. And normally with your number one, you don't really like to get to that last year. Mm -hmm. So I think if they don't extend him, if they don't reach an agreement this summer... That means, especially if the season's going like it could easily go, he's like, I got to get out of here. I, I would tell him to get out and find it better. It, And it's not even just you go there to not win or you go there and the media stuff is so much more intense than it is anywhere else. Because I think that mm-hmm. is true. It's like the Cowboys in that you go to the Dallas Cowboys. That's a different level of NFL media scrutiny attention than it is yeah. at 31 other teams. It's that you have all that attention and they make stupid mistakes. We've seen Seb have to do his own strategy. Mm-hmm. We saw Kimmy have to try to do his own strategy. Mm-hmm. And Leclerc's now having to do it. Signs is having to do it. And that just has to be so demoralizing. It is, Yeah. I agree. Like, let me go sell blue shirts instead of red shirts 
And yeah, it won't be the red card that I've always loved since I was a little kid, but it'll be a lot better. Yeah. And but I think he's at the point where he's realizing his dream is not what he thought it was going to be like. It's slipping away. Driving at Ferrari is not what you thought it was going to be. Mm-mm. And in 2020, not we didn't think it was going to go like this. Oh, yeah. They were still bouncing back from the secret engine punishment, but we didn't. We didn't think that they were going to ha- still be having problems in 23. Yeah. You may not have won, but you were going to be in the fight. Except that didn't happen. I. And. I, oh, that. <laughs> it just started off so badly this weekend in Quali. On his first push lap. His. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what those things are called. The tire eyebrow things. Popped off. Yeah. Like, that's like not Right away, good. had problems, yeah. And, you know, they fixed it. They used some tape. But that's not how you want to start quali. And then um, they say that they didn't put him out there for that final Q3 push because... To save tires. To save tires. But... I don't know. On an unrelated note, they then did some engine replacement after part for me. But mm-hmm. just, you know, totally not related to anything. Yeah, I was you like, get... Okay. You get... I can't remember. It's the battery, the actual battery pack, and the energy... I don't know. Some kind of energy thing that you get two of those a season. And he started the first race of the season on his second one. That's not a good... And you mm. and I weren't... They didn't cut to Leclerc in quali for him getting out of the car, but Ted on Sky said that Leclerc was in the car sitting there and then got out, which normally when you plan to not run after your car comes in after the first run, you get out. You get right out right, of the yeah. car. And I yeah. I just don't trust Ferrari. I know, I don't believe that tire thing for a second. So, because he was acting like he was going to go out. I don't I don't see how he was trying to, or Ferrari was trying to make somebody else worry that they were doing another push. That, like that, I don't think that was a strategic thing. No, I think they, maybe that's when they knew we've got an energy store problem. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. That makes a lot of sense. And then... 30 laps or whatever into the race without warning his engine goes and Ferrari had been saying all winter we put all our eggs into this reliability basket we fixed everything we love the engine they'd run it on the dyno then doing everything hadn't seen any issues and they apparently saw no warning of this happening yeah this was not how they wanted to start and we can say, okay, well, reliability stuff can get fixed. Yeah. I mean, uh, look the, at Red Bull last year. Their first I had a double DNF. Yeah. But their double DNF was water pump related stuff, which are more standard parts. And if I remember correctly, that was mainly them trying to get that car underweight. So they were using oh. 
less sturdy parts that broke. Well, that was dumb. Yeah. Not, oh, we have an underlying issue here. But again, that can still get fixed. But they won't be able to finish a race calmly because this had no warning. So the next retirement can be literally right around the next corner. So your driver who can reliably get you a podium goes out. You're left with signs who is a fun, cool guy, but was never on the pace. Mm -mm. I mean, he finished. Yeah. So that's something, but yeah, he, he fell back from the first lap and was just seconds behind them. And that's how he started this season. I mean, or last season, last season, he was sad and frustrated about being on the podium because he knew what his pace had been and he got it from the double retirement. So it's similar to this one, even though he didn't get a podium, it's yeah, dude, this car and you don't seem to agree to the level it does with Leclerc, but at least you finished. You got 12 points. Mm -hmm. Yeesh. Right, Wouldn't want to be in their shoes. No, no, not at all. Who do you want to talk about next? We got to talk about Mercedes. Okay. You say that with a look of glee. Why are you? I have a little bit of schadenfreude with okay. him. They... Why? Just you don't... don't like them very much. What? You don't like them very much. Yeah. I do. I I don't dislike them, but I don't mind them doing badly. Okay. And they have been very um, confident going into this offseason. And last year was the first year in you know, basically anybody's memory. You had kids who are massive fans who did not know Mercedes not being the fastest car. Okay. And... They're like, hey, our car's bouncing. We need to fix this regulation-wise. Well, no, if you just raise your car height, the bouncing goes away. Well, then we're really slow. Well, that's a you problem. We saw that in Drive to Survive. is one of the few interesting moments from Drive to Survive, that team principal meeting. Mm-hmm. We're going to fix it. We know that this concept, and partly it's the zero pods, but partly it's all the stuff under the car that we can't see. They're, this is the right way to go. There's so much performance in here. If we Once we crack it, we're going to be fine. And in the winter, we heard, hey, we're hitting our targets. We're really happy with where this car is. And at the launch, their car didn't look like the Ferrari or the Red Bull. They were the only ones who weren't going down one of those paths. Even said, we're, we're hitting our targets that we had over the winter. We have an upgrade coming for Imola. And when the upgrade comes, we really think that we've got a chance to fight for podiums and be at the front. Okay. That makes sense. You know, stick to your guns. You're, you're, you're seeing the good things, but then they showed up to testing. Like, Hey, okay, this is not great. Then in the first weekend after quality, Toto's like, we have to abandon this concept for the car. The concept we're working on is wrong. The upgrade that's coming as part of this concept, it's wrong. We have to go back to the drawing board. Russell's saying, look, we need to just tank this season 
and spend all our time on the next one. And if they don't know, if they spend all that time in the offseason examining their concept in the wind tunnel, to some extent you can look at what other teams are doing and run those in wind tunnels and look at how that's going. If in looking at all that, you can't see how yours is good or bad, that that's a problem. And it really reminds me, you know, they're they're saying, hey, we have to re-examine everything and we gotta go back to basics. Well, if you did that over the winter and you liked the data you saw, but it wasn't correct, how's this gonna be right? It really reminds me of there was an airplane crash. I can't remember when it was an Air France flight coming from Brazil when the whole reason they crashed was one of the tubes that gave airspeed indicators froze over. And so it was giving them bad data and they couldn't figure that out. And so the plane crashed because they kept stalling the plane because the information they were looking at was wrong and they couldn't figure that out. And it really reminds me of this. If you guys are looking at data and it's not correct or you're not what you're seeing isn't matching you've got a massive correlation problem how can anyone who's a mercedes fan trust that these guys who couldn't figure out over the winter are now magically going to be able to figure it out this season it's not a good outlook and i i don't i don't have i have a little bit of schadenfreude for the team itself because Toto has always seemed like, look, we're going to figure this out. We're Mercedes. We don't miss the boat. But a lot of people thought that about Red Bull as we had, you know, it was an engine change. It was a massive change. But after they won four straight, they fell back. And Mercedes got it right. And so Mercedes could be in trouble. There's no reason to think that they aren't in massive trouble. I feel bad for George and Lewis. George, especially, you paid all your dues at Williams, have been looking to this seat for five years. You get in the seat, and last year it beats the crap out of you, and then this year you're slow. I, I just feel bad for that guy. And Lewis apparently gave them input on the 2023 card that they didn't take. So he's not happy about not being listened to. Oh, I, I, I feel bad for the drivers. I don't necessarily feel bad for big Mercedes because they're kind of smug, but man, they got problems. Okay. What else do you have? Some of that, some of that, was me going on a rant. Some of that was vamping because Sarah had to let our dog out of our studio. But that was mostly you going on. I mean, it's mostly it's like 90, 10. Okay. What did you think about them? I mean, it's hard to tell because like you said, they're very confident. We can figure it out. They kept saying it all through last season and they kind of did. But like you said, they didn't do they thought they were going to have a better car when they came out. So, I, I don't know. 
I don't have the same feelings for them like you do, though. So I I don't feel strongly one way or the other. I feeling strongly either way. I think they're they could be very much in a Ferrari situation for different reasons. Okay. The Mercedes engine is fine, but they may have another. They may have a car concept problem. They can't. Yeah. Fix. I just, and that may be so that I believe that Mercedes does a better job of running culture in their team. Yeah. So they can manage it better than Ferrari can. Ferrari seems to have issues behind as well. So that their team just hates themselves when they don't do well very much. And Mercedes' reaction is, hey, guys, we're all in this together. We can do it. Like, they are very much, let's bond now. We're going to overcome. Like, mm-hmm. they they have a very different reaction than Ferrari does. Yeah. And so I, which I one of right. them is going to handle it better, I think it's going to be Mercedes. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think they'll handle it better. The only advantage Ferrari has is their car's faster. It just goes kaput. Yeah, and they don't know how to do. They're not great strategy. Strategy, and it seems like maybe they're not so good at putting the team together. Yeah. Again. And addressing their team, handling all that stuff, which. And they just had a, Ferrari just had a big um, technical director departure. Yeah. And he's going to some one of the British teams, which again goes to my point. If you're off by yourself, it's hard to get talent. So. I wouldn't want to be either of their. I wouldn't want to own stock in either of those teams. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Okay. I and that- it has to suck seeing a team that uses your engine, your gearbox, your rear suspension in one off season be at least as fast as you and probably faster. Talking about Aston Martin. That can't feel good. Yeah. So we will talk a lot about them going forward, but I'll just say here, if this continues like it could for them, I think this could be it for Hamilton. I don't see him wanting to stick around and do this all over again. He has too many more interests in his life. Yeah. It's too much money. I I don't see him wanting to do it again. Just like I fought to the top already. Now I'm 40. I don't want to start at the bottom again. Like, that's a long, exhausting fight. Mm-hmm. You guys put together an awesome video to send me off. Yeah. And he'll go make some more movies or mm-hmm. become a fashion designer or who knows what he wants to do. He has so much that he is interested yeah. in. So, And like Seb, so many other ways you can impact the world and impact people's lives. Yeah. And it may be that he says, all right, I'm going to give you one more chance in 24. If the car's not fast, I'm out. Yeah. But we could be seeing the end of, of him on the horizon. I think so. Because hmm. I I don't, and we've said this before, I don't think he will want to go out as a lower ring run guy. He's not going to pull a Kimmy. No. Or even what Alonzo's done. I think Lewis is going to want to go out being one of the best. Mm-hmm. He's not going to want to start to sink in talent and 
No, he knows. Ranking. He's going to be like, uh-uh, I'm going out while I, I'm good. That recency bias impacts your legacy. Oh, totally. If he has four bad years to end it. Okay, yeah, you won seven, but then he had four bad. Like, that's just the way, pe- that's yeah. just the way people, people work. So, yeah. All right, what's next? Who who do you want to talk about next? Um, I'm talking about Alpine. They're the only one with big drama that's left. I mean, Alpine, and we have to talk about McLaren. Yep. Let's so do, let's talk Alpine. Yeah, let's do There's Alpine. N- honestly, not that much to talk about them. It's Ocon. Ocon had a disastrous race. He had the race from hell. Yeah. And not all of it was his fault. No, it seems like very little was actually his fault. Getting in the box, I mean, it was millimeters. It looked like, but okay, you're you're in the correct it, the correct grids, grid slot incorrectly. Yeah, that's a penalty. Yeah, not your fault that you then picked up front wing damage. Mm-hmm. I mean, you did on that first lap. So when you come around to serve that penalty, you've also got to get a wing change, and they move on your car four sec four tenths of a second early. So you have to do another penalty. And what I don't understand... Just ridiculous. Otmar talked about the reason that that happened is because they've got... The mechanics have in their earpieces a timer counting down to when they can touch the car. And that they adjusted it incorrectly. How do you... So I'm wondering if that timer starts like at pit entry... And it's factoring in driving or something because otherwise it's five seconds. Yeah, you would think he just land, stops and then it's one, and, two. And in other cases, I've seen Mercedes for sure, um, James Allison, or used to be, wouldn't be anymore, with the stopwatch mm-hmm. out there in the pit box. And when he moves, you know on his movement, it's hit five. I don't know. So I, I don't know if that's a... Otmar trying to get too cool and fancy and, hey, let's have a beeper system. But it didn't work. Mm-mm. And then Ocon and then he... let off on the pit limiter just a fraction too early. That was his fault. And he's like, I do this every race. Well, then you better stop because you're going to stop. You're going you're gonna to get a penalty yeah. every week. But then the car that didn't have massive problems, um, Gasly didn't get in quali, he broke track limits, so his his run didn't count and had to start 20th. He finished 8th, and that's that's a solid position. That's finished a solid ninth. finish. ninth. okay. But 20 to 9. Yeah, Gasly had a good... And hopefully Ocon just had some... Some problems. For stage hitters. And that just shows that car may actually have something to it. Yeah. Could be interesting. All right, let's talk about McLaren. <laughs> Man. All of the uh, gifs and memes of Danny Rick dancing and laughing at Red Bull Garage, those are funny. But McLaren has some problems, some serious issues, it seems. Yeah, they, again, they say... Everything teams say we have to take with a grain of salt. Yeah. But they say that they identified maybe October, November, (laughs) 
you almost drop your drink? No, I went to take a drink and realized I was about to get a drink out of my microphone instead of moving my microphone away. Ah, that's a microphone. It's not a gin and tonic. No. Um, McLaren says that they identified in fall period that the concept they were working on was wrong and was bad. So then they switched. And I think it's Baku is when their neck, their new concept, and it's not just an upgrade. It's a new car is coming. It's supposed to be completely different. And that, that they then say, okay, this one sucked. We realized our math was wrong. All the stuff, all the numbers were bad. This one's good. We're bringing it to Baku. Exactly. So we're going to see because if that car isn't good, they have massive problems. Mm-hmm. Baku is still early enough that if you if you get it right at that point and then you develop it, they've got time to to still get a solid get finish. Yeah. But oh, if that's how it's going to be the rest of this season, this is going to be a very long and painful season for them. Yeah, and we have a question. An email question that relates to that that we'll get to. Yeah. And I do think it's funny after all of the Piastri drama. Dude doesn't even get to finish. Laps. And like, I feel bad for him. It's I not his ter- I fault. I felt terrible. But like, after all that, he ends up having to retire the car and Alonso gets third. Alonso gets third. All of that. And. Ocon, Ocon has a terrible... O- Ocon like, was... Te- like, it just... Oh. Yeah, the only one smiling was Danny Rick. And he's a nice enough guy. He was probably not even smiling that hard. Yeah. Because he know, he was probably feeling for Piastri. And, and Lando. And La- he's yeah. more just like, huh, guys got rid of me. Yeah. I will keep it cashing the checks. me. Everybody was so quick to blame him. And guys, it wasn't me. It was the car. And Lando did five pit stops because of pneumatic pressure issues with the yeah. engine. Well, at that point, he was so far back. It was just, well, let's just see what data we can get from this race. Let's just run a... Let's, this it's is testing. basically a testing. Like, it was painful how far back he was. Again, felt bad for him. Yeah. He's a good guy and a fast driver. Yeah. Saddled with a crap car. Uh, yes, that will be another interesting one to watch this season. To see how their car develops or, or doesn't. doesn't. And, and could someone actually be worse than Williams? Yeah, which... Ouch. If they If their car's wrong... If the one that comes at Baku isn't right either, then they could be worse than Williams. Mm-hmm. But what if McLaren does get it right and they have now jumped because they would have gotten it right faster than Mercedes because Mercedes, mm-hmm. at this point, their best hope is maybe after summer break 2024 or going into 2024. What if Mercedes and, or McLaren, another Mercedes customer team, is up with them, punching them in the face. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It could be. 
tasty races, even if Red Bull yeah. is running even off in the Red distance. Even if Red Bull runs it off, there could be some really good battles. And we need to remember that after the first couple races last year, one oh, of us thought totally. Ferrari was going to win this whole thing and run away with it. And we're not going to name names because I don't want to shame anybody. But that didn't happen. So there is always a chance for things to change. Yeah. Yeah. If only one of us wasn't so fatalistic and didn't just automatically declare this is how things were after one race. One of us has a tendency to get out the jump to conclusions, Matt, Mm -hmm. and pick the worst conclusion and just jump there. Or maybe not worse, just one of us declares the sky is falling and the other one says... Get a fucking umbrella. It's not. It might be just rain. I don't know. I'm just yeah. Same. Hypothetically, one of us says that the other one does not. We'll leave it up to you, dear reader, to figure out <laughs> who is whom. But there, I think there's hope for this season. Okay. I think this could be a fun season. Mm-hmm. Who do you want to go talk about next? I don't really have anything else written down. I didn't. Those were all I have. I didn't either. I don't really care about Haas. They no. were kind of boring. Though I, I appreciate the cute uh, kid pictures we get from Haas. Yeah. Thanks. Kevin's yeah. daughter Kevin has fun. daughter. She might be the only one having fun in the Haas garage. She has so much fun in that garage. So that's cute. Thanks for that. Their social team is still the best. Uh-huh. Still doing a really good job. But an Alfa Romeo, fine. They were boring. Your car's, I mean. Alfa Tauri was boring. Yeah. Like, Which again, forgettable. Like, oh man, you got Nick DeVries. How are you going to figure out if he's in it? It's going to be really hard to figure out if he's good or not in yeah. a car like that. Yeah. But at least Yuki did what he needed and he beat DeVries. It would have been a really mm-hmm. bad look if he couldn't. Yeah. But yeah. No, I mean, like, the first race, like, it's so hard to say, like, ooh, this is how the season's going to be, because it's still so, like, okay. We don't... We I, don't know yet what the season is going to be like. This is just the first one. Next season... Next race should also... That's also a weird, different be, kind of one-off. Yeah. Because it's Jetta. It'll be a few races until we really get a feeling for how it's going to end up. We can reasonably shaking up. We can reasonably expect that one of these guys won't make the Grand Prix. <laughs> I mean, going through a practice at practice weekend at Jeddah, somebody's car is getting rebuilt from scratch. Yeah, and going to hospital. Oof. But, but hey, it won't be Mick. Yeah, but in, like you said, even if uh, everybody who does go through, this is a c- completely different track to anything else. Mm-hmm. So that won't really, that might tell us things about Monza, but nothing about anything else. Yeah. Well, then it's the Australian Grand Prix that then we might sort of have enough to start drawing some actual conclusions. Who knows? Which I'm excited about. Yeah. I don't want. It's fun to see how it all, I don't want to know everything all at once. I want to see things develop and change. Yeah. 
I think it's interesting that, yep. that way. I agree. <clears throat> All right. Are you ready to go to our question? Yeah, let's go. Uh, we chose we an really email have... question um, to do. Let me pull it up here. <laughs> because this is a good one. Um, so we only there were a couple of one. questions. In yeah, there, there were a couple. Yeah, there are a couple ones in, in. And then a discussion point. Yeah. So this Very is from Coffee Talk. Benny Hale. <laughs> Coffee Talk. Uh, Benny Hale writes. It's a classic Brit name. And I'm I uh, tweet at us, Benny, if I get wrong what you're trying to do at the open of your email. But I think you're saying welcome to the P One podcast, like I do at the beginning of ours. <laughs> With McLaren being abysmal at recent testing sessions, obviously I felt for Lando and the race the same way. He's still young, but time's slipping away if he stays with a car that's not competitive, even to the best of the rest. It got me thinking, if Horner offered Lando a seat, would that even be a good team? Can a team be too good? Perez is great, but he's not a Verstappen, and I believe that makes him a perfect teammate. Imagine Hamilton and Verstappen on a team. It would be carnage. If two <laughs> drivers are not one and two in team priority, does it end badly for the team? A really good discussion point, perhaps. And for final thoughts, in light of whatever this discussion brings, what would your dream team be? Keep up the good work, lads. Love the podcast. All the best. Benny Hale. All right, Benny. There were a couple of questions in there. Yep, so we're going to go through them. So let's first talk of... If Horner, if Horner offered Lando the seat, and I think this is kind of what we were talking about with Ferrari in Leclerc, of both of them are young, they're watching their youth slip through their fingers, and what will they have to say that they did when they hit 30? We were on crappy teams. So you see that happen. Christian Horner says, hey, come be our number two would you take it? I think that would be interesting. I think it's very interesting. Let's stick for Stappen and Norris. That's let's, yeah. Let's stick with Lando because that's that's the question. Wait, I was just. But you're right. It's I the was same just situation. trying to compare. No, 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 you're right. Would that even be a good team? On paper, that would be a great team. Yeah, I mean, because Lando seems to be more laid back and. I mean, obviously they are competitive, but he's not um, single focus like Max is. And I think they would. Well, they're friends. Okay. Yeah, they're friends. Lando hitches a ride with Max back from races all the time. Yeah. On the jet. I think. It's hard to picture Lando in that cutthroat of a team. Yeah. So that would be interesting. And. I worry that it would kind of like crush his soul like it did to Ricardo's, but mm -hmm. he's a big boy. Yeah. He can handle himself. I think the first year or two, it would be fine. Because I believe Lando would be so appreciative of getting brought out of the wilderness that was McLaren that he'd be like, just thanks. Like, great. I'm glad to be in a car that is fast. This is just fun. Yeah. Then, maybe year two, but year three for sure. Okay. Now I want to win. And that's when you might have problems. 
Well, theoretically, are you then running into the time where Verstappen's talent starts to drop off? Could be. And he has been very vocal about it. I'm not doing this forever. Mm -hmm. I mean, not because I think he's not talented, but all the top guys we see have a point where their talent starts to... You're still really good, but you're not an apex predator anymore. Yeah. Like Fernando. It happens. Really good, Mm -hmm. but isn't the most talented driver on the grid. Yeah. See it with quarterbacks all the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I think especially if, if Max wins a bunch and he gets five or six, he mm-hmm. might be like, yeah, let me go live a good life mm-hmm. at my new apartment in Monaco. So I, I think that would be a good team to answer your question. And yeah, he's not a Verstappen, like you said, there he's not so singular focused he won't kill anyone to get at, to get out of his way and yeah that does make him a really good teammate um checo that's why he's a great teammate until max crossed him mm-hmm. that will be interesting to see if they really have buried that hatchet or not yeah i can and it wait. will be because checo hasn't always been the second guy um that first season drive to survive, he he got he Ocon was, kicked out because yeah. he had the backing, he had the money. So it'll be interesting to see. Does he start to get frustrated and go, "Oh fuck no, mm-hmm. I don't know"? So but he also doesn't have anywhere to go. I think now he'll finish his career here. Yeah, Perez is great. He's not. Yeah, that's why he's a great teammate. So can you have too good of a team? Uh, so yes, you can't have two apex predators. In your car. I think you have to have a one-two because otherwise they're battling each other versus battling out the other teams. To Benny's point, Verstappen and Hamilton would... uh, It would be carnage. It would be carnage, literally. It would be awful. No Um, one would win. It's a mutually ensured destruction. (laughs) That would be so fun to watch. But like, it would just be them battling it out with each other. And putting and each everybody other in a loses, yeah. State Farm would need to be the title sponsor for all the <laughs> crashes and wrecks. Yeah, so I, I think it totally matters if you have a one-two. The teams were like, "Oh, we don't have that." Like that's bullshit. Well, or or you're not doing well. Yeah. Um, what did what did Otmar Otmar has said? You know, these guys are just gonna have to know. Uh, talking about Ocon and Gasly, they're just going to have to know to not wreck each other out. And we're just going to have to rely on them to be adults. And That's just stupid. Like, dude. That's not how it works. I mean, that's a great, in Hope's theory. Hope's not a plan. Yeah. But it's a real world here. And you have to tell them. And I'm an optimist. And even I say that's a stupid plan. You have to know. You just have to know the plan. Who's in charge of whom? If you're tied... Mm-hmm. and you're racing back-to-back, wheel-to-wheel, who are we going to give priority to? And yep. I don't mind if a team says, okay, you guys are essentially tied, so what we're going to do is every three weeks, whoever's leader in the points race is our number one driver for the next three weeks. I don't even mind that. But in every Grand Prix, every driver needs to know are they the one or the two. That's the only way so. the team will operate. Yeah. So then, in light of that, 
what would your dream team <laughs> be? And I assume we aren't going for carnage or fun on TV. But like actual. We actually need to win a championship. And I assume current grid. That's the only way. Yeah. That's, that's tough because it so matters also car. Let's just factor in the car. Say we're taking this car and I'm I'm taking these drivers. Yeah. I feel like Red Bull has a really good lineup right now, mm-hmm. to be honest. I agree. Checo does a good job of being a really viable secondary driver. He is talented, hmm. but he is also... He's older and... He does a better job of accepting the second position and the supportive position, which is a really tough spot to be in. And he does okay with that. He knows what it's like to go hungry. Yeah. Metaphorically. Yeah. I would love to see Russell in a really good car. I, that would be really good to see. Like, put him in Red Bull and what would he do? Like, that would be so interesting. Because we would really have the same answer so that we have two different answers to posit. I'm not going to say Red Bull... Verstappen, Checo, because I think that's that's where I would go, but that's that's, that's boring for us. That's same boring. Answer. Well, and that's too obvious and easy. But I... so I'm I'm gonna say Red Bull car. Okay. George. Okay. I want Russell, and I think still Verstappen. I think that would be interesting. Because George is so I, I, technical and smooth. Yeah. And also a leader in a very different way, but clearly still a good teammate. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'd want Leclerc and Verstappen on the same team. Even think, though they're friends. I don't think that. I think would. Leclerc may be broken. I think he Ferrari needs a, has broken him. I think he needs a reset. He needs yeah. a rebound team. I don't want Alonzo and I don't want a has been on my team. So that kind of, and you want to try one of the new guys. It's hard to note, man. I was really <laughs> impressed with Nick DeVries being able to run three teams in a weekend. Mm-hmm. All right. That's what we're going to do. Uh, my answer <laughs> is going to be the Red Bull team and car. So I get hand-on strategy, Horner, GP, all those people, and then Russell and DeVries. Okay. Because I think Russell is going to be really, really quick. Mm-hmm. He's probably not Verstappen, but I think he could end up being really close. Maybe not an all-time great, but he could be a world champion, maybe a multi. And then I'm covered for the next few years because I, I do think DeVries can develop. And oh, so yeah. then I'll just keep switching out. So we we compare F1 to football a lot because we're American. Yeah, and we're Texans. We're that's Texans. What we have that's to what do. we do. Yeah, that's what we do. But if Ferrari or the Dallas Cowboys, because they're the biggest hype, but they make the most stupid mistakes, 
Yeah. Shout out to uh, Daniel McKenna, by the way. Or a Irish guy who does that same comparison. I think that's awesome. Um, was he Peloton? He was, but we don't talk about Oh, that. awkward. All right. yeah, I don't want to get awkward. sued. Yeah. Um, so George Russell, Paint Manning. Okay. I can buy, and I'm a Peyton guy in that debate. Because they're both talented, have just raw talent, but also are very technical and focused on how to do it. And that's ha- part of how Peyton got to be so good. Cerebral. Yeah. And yeah. I can see George being really into that. By all accounts, that is his jam. Mm-hmm. And that's how he could win is... Being good, yes, but also being really smart about it. I yeah, and again, he's with the guy who's got all the rings, and that's a yeah, that's a really good comparison, Peyton Manning. Oh, I thought so. And if you don't watch football, then you can just skip this part because that's probably not applicable. You can watch the the Manning cast on Monday Night Football, and you'll kind of <laughs> get a taste and. There's some good highlights of, of Paid Manning on Saturday before Night Live. Before he started doing commercials. Yeah. He played football. Yeah, before he pitched credit cards. Uh, he was and a good insurance. football player. Yeah, that's a really good one. And that's that's a really good question. That was a good question. Thank you for that. So if just tweet at us, reply to our episode tweet, maybe. Who is your who would be your dream team? Yeah. What car and what drivers are you putting together? You've got to win the championship. This is not for carnage or get on, getting our well, popcorn ready because that would be Verstappen and Hamilton. I, well, and that's the other thing. I, what do you think about the one-two thing? Can a team be competitive and not have a designated one-two driver? I don't think so at the top. I know, but I'm asking... Oh, listeners, we already talked about I, this. I was like, I thought we, we did, had this discussion. Well, that could have been in my head. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us what you think about all of those things. <laughs> and Ryan will tell you what he thinks again. Yeah. As if we didn't already know. <laughs> it literally means dark father. Yeah. It literally means dark father. It's in the name. All right. All right. So that. So coming up next week. Now this well, I guess this week because we're recording Sunday afternoon is oh, Jetta Good Times. If you've never watched Jetta, it's super fast and very scary. It is. It's scarier than Monaco because it's I that close to the walls, fingers. but they're going so much faster than Monaco. Um, who yeah. knows? Who knows how this is going to go? We'll learn a little more. It's going to be fun to watch, mm-hmm. and then. After that's Australia that we have to, I think that's a get up super early. I don't think it's a stay up. I can't okay. remember. It's like two in the morning. <laughs> and then we have a a summer break in the spring. We have a month off. Yeah, that sucks. Stupid so. China. Nope. China. What? Was... What? Stupid China. Why are you mad at China? Because it was the Chinese Grand Prix... That was going to be in the middle of this of this month break period. Yeah. But it got canceled because of COVID. Oh. Well, let's not be mad at people. Okay. 
I wish they'd have replaced it then. I I do wish that. Anyway. Sorry. That's an awkward. I thought you were going to say something like that. I was going to be like, oh, not appropriate. (laughs) Well, that would not. I was trying to stop you from saying something. So like, oh, come on. That would not have been um, off brand for us. And I made it awkward. Yeah. Cool. Which is how we operate. We start (laughs) awkward and we end awkward. And it's a pretty good, okay, satisfactory 45 minutes we're in between. We're the most mediocre podcaster listen to all day. Yeah. We're the, <laughs> we're the Williams or the Alpine of podcasts, baby. We're Ouch. not offensive. We're not fast. We're not the worst. We're the third one you listen to in a week. We're not breaking news. <laughs> oh, God, no. But we're a lot of fun. We're probably the I ones mean, you'd like to so. have a beer with first. We are fun to sit and have a drink with, yeah. Which at some point we ought to do. We ought to find a way to get with people in real life. I agree, but it's hard to do. Yeah, it's hard to do on Sundays and out here in Collin County. Anyway. Cool. Anything find us else? on Twitter. Find us on the inbox. Or in the inbox. Find us in the onbox. <laughs> We're working out the kinks. We didn't have a testing period. Where we ran a podcast Our for hours and hours. Our data said that we were a lot better than this. Yeah, we're the Mercedes This is podcast. weird, y'all. <laughs> All our notes said this is going to be an awesome episode. We're going to have to go back to the drawing board and figure out what is going on here. Because we're not <laughs> sure. Okay. You ready? That's checkered flag. All right, that was good. Did you actually stop? No, I got to find the button. I forgot which one it was to stop it.